Well, thanks so much for joining us for Q&A. We're really excited. Tony Anderson's going to be joining us this morning um, to fill in for Doug. I'm sure he's pumped and ready. Super excited. <laughs> yes. Woohoo! Um, and like Matt said, please remember uh, for Good Friday services, um, Thursday and Friday, it's the same service, um, two different nights. We really would love to have you. It's a great opportunity to come meet um, other people within the church. We're going to have a really great time of community mm -hmm. after. So would really invite you to come. Um, so thanks for stepping in this morning. It was sure. really a great time of prayer um, yeah. at the end of the service with the elders, yeah. that opportunity to truly reflect yeah. and reach out um, just through prayer um, to see where we are. I think it can be, or rather no, it can be a very difficult balance between truth and love. Yes, and as elders we were thinking about it, we always know there's this uh, tendency to say, maybe justify or saying, well, no, that's not really me, but we're not perfected yet. We're not Christ right. yet. So we know we can always get in one of those ditches. So I think it was a good uh, passage. And then I think the time of prayer really did center us on where do we need to grow and change? Where do we need to remember, repent, and return? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and very clear from the scripture. Um, so first question uh, this morning. Oh, and would invite you, if you have questions from the service this morning, the number's up on the screen. So we would love to hear your questions. Um, and oftentimes the questions that are on someone else's heart, someone else is thinking as well. So we'd encourage you to send those in. Um, but we do have one question to get started with this morning. Um, in verse 6, so Revelation 2, verse 6, um, the word hate seems against the character of a loving God. How is that possible? Well, it, it does. It's the, uh, it says you hate the deeds of uh, Nicolaitan. So I do think the deeds. I think mm -hmm. there are sinful acts that God hates. I mean, uh, uh, that He hates. He hates the abuses in the world, the sex trafficking, the pornography, the the lack of love. So it's very clearly aimed at hateful of the deeds, and that's it's those sinful deeds that required His death mm -hmm. uh, because. They were against the character of God. Yeah, because yeah. it's not, I, I've heard the term hate the sin, not the sinner. Um, I don't know if that's an appropriate like description, but it's sure. focusing on the sin rather than right. that that is what is. Right. I mean, Jesus even tells us, you know, the, what makes our love different is we love our enemies. Uh, we pray for them. We bless them and not curse them. Um, so it's, I think there's a clear distinction that. There are certain deeds and sins mm -hmm. that God hates. Mm -hmm. uh, and back Proverbs, there's a list of seven sins that God hates, even some that are an abomination to him. So mm -hmm. uh, clearly, I think it is a action and not the individuals mm -hmm. speaking up. Yeah. And so they're an opportunity to show truth and love. Right. Truth being that is not aligned with Scripture. Right. But I love you. Right. And I think even when you go back to what they were doing well in the beginning and what we do is, you know, truth, the truth of the scripture actually is loving. So if someone is caught in one of those sins, if our motivation to point out truth is to restore the brother, that's the balance of that truth and love rather than just using, you know, the truth as a hammer over someone's head. It's like, no, I want to bring the truth alongside you to help bring correction. So your, your sin is God hates it, but it's also it's terrible for you. And so the love and the truth bring together to bring repentance and reconciliation. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Um, so next question here. Um, when 
What does that look like when you've lived in one ditch or the other to bring that into balance? So I guess a question there of how do you come back into balance and what does that look like? Well, I, I think always, let's say you're in the truth ditch, you know, stand for the word black, um, you know, maybe you're a black and white thinker. It goes back to what I just mentioned. What's, what was the motivation? What's God's heart with the truth? He gave us his law because it's, he knows what's best for us. So if we are in the truth ditch, he says, okay, let's stand for truth for the purpose of actually loving our neighbor. Mm -hmm. Uh, loving our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, loving the lost. Uh, The truth is to point us to a Savior and a relationship uh, with Christ. I think sometimes if you're in the what people may call the the love ditch or the grace ditch is they, um, it can lead to attitudes of um, tolerance or saying, well, I can't judge uh, this person, and so you don't bring the corrective truth to mind for the purpose of um, uh, bringing correction and repentance. It's not loving to let someone continue in their sin, mm-hmm. but you come alongside them for the purpose of restoring them and rescuing them, not to show that you're you have your own self righteousness or you're holier than thou. So it all goes back to your heart and your motive. Do I have the heart and motive of Christ, and that will center you between. Uh, the ditches, because it says in John that he was a perfect balance. I think it uses the word grace, but truth and grace. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we need to seek to be. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of like if you're steering, just do a little auto correction to the center of the road. <laughs> yeah. You hear the, those little lines on the right. side of the highway right. <laughs> that wake you up yeah. and make that very jarring noise. Um, okay, next question here. Uh, so, Oh, interesting. So about their neighbor. So how does this apply to an unbeliever? If I have a neighbor, I want to show love to, but I know they're living a life of sin. I don't think they're a believer. So how do, how do they practice truth and love in that situation? Um, that's a good question, because if they're, they're not believers, um, they, haven't taken, they haven't come to the point where they believe the Scripture is truth and instructional for their lives. So I think uh, you can you show kindness to them. Uh, you want to show that your wisdom and your love is attractive and not uh, judgmental, uh, so that when they come to a need, uh, a, a spiritual need or a physical need, they will come to you as someone who is loving, and then you can uh, hopefully have an open door to speak to their biggest need, which is mm-hmm. their need for a Savior. Um, so... Someone once told me, an unbeliever is going to act like an unbeliever, uh, like we all did. And mm-hmm. so and you want to first help them know they need, have a need for Christ. Um, and so you can have some of those long-term eternal salvations, uh, uh, eternal uh, destination questions and conversation with them and hopefully open the door for that. I hope that was responsive. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, like we've had some staff members who've been praying for neighbors for years and right. taking years, but now they actually have a relationship with these neighbors and just continuing to pray for opportunities right. to be Christ to them. Yeah, and opportunities also maybe to share uh, if you have a if you have shown kindness and it has built bridges, and maybe have the opportunity to share your story. That's part mm-hmm. of bless, right. you know, is to share your story, um, and because no one can argue with your story. Uh, that's a much more um, graceful way than just trying to be right out of the box. Let me tell you how you're living contrary to Scripture. Well, we should expect that if they don't know the Lord yet. Right. So. 
Um, we had a question just come in. How do you bring someone back when they deny the Bible? It doesn't give specifics on whether believer or non-believer. Um, brings, uh, well, ultimately, if they deny the truth of the Bible, mm-hmm. they probably are, are not a believer mm-hmm. yet. Uh, that That's sort of a broad question, not mm-hmm. knowing the, the context and what, what it came up. I mean, there um, Sometimes people who want to say they don't believe the Bible is because they just they do, just don't want to submit to it. They mm-hmm. want to live their lives, and so as long as they can discredit the word, then they can claim it doesn't have any authority on them. Or on the other hand, there's legitimate questions about the authenticity of the Bible and its inerrancy. There are a lot of resources for that that establish uh, the truth of the Bible. We offer Alpha here mm-hmm. several times Great a program. year, which is a great uh, uh, ministry for people who just have questions and they go through uh, the, the truth of the Bible and how it can be relied on. So I think it's a, to the best you can is it are they living in rebellion and so they want to discount the Bible because they don't want to live under its authority or do they have legitimate questions about, you know, here, here's this ancient book, can I believe it, is it reliable? We have resources and literature for that that, you know, if, that's something you need help in, call the church, and we can get some of those resources in your hands. Yeah, we yeah. can definitely do that. Um, so some great questions this morning. Anything you would add or leave as an additional encouragement um, this morning, especially after the time of prayer? Um, that was really, really a powerful time. Yeah, um, as I was, um, um, thanks to Doug, who crafted that uh, prayer at the end, the elders got to look at it. And as we were talking about it, I sort of alluded to it in my closing prayer or even here. Um, sometimes we may think it's the other person uh, mm-hmm. or no, that's not us. It can't be us. And just a reminder, we want to stay with the truth. Um, Doug did a great job of saying we're not discounting the truth, but let's right. don't um, let's always evaluate our heart and ask God to search our heart. Am I getting so busy in ministry and doing truth and things that the motivation of loving other people wanes? Or mm-hmm. I, you know, maybe I do grow weary, and so I'm doing things, but I've lost the love for Jesus and other people. Um, you know, we lack of love can be actually a loss of love for Jesus. We just get into this horizontal ministry whirlwind, and we re- forget. This is out of love and devotion for Christ. And when Mm. we remember the love and devotion for Christ, we'll also then start loving others because his heart becomes our heart. Yeah, in that um, phase of hurry or busy, um, those tasks can tend to overshadow inappropriately. That's absolutely not the right position to be in, but can overshadow if we allow them to the heart behind what we're doing. So since Doug did the message, I don't have all the, the notes he had to cut, you know, for you know, the, the extra part. <laughs> so you'll have to ask him those questions. But that's just what struck me that I wanted to leave our body with. Mm-hmm. So. I think that's um, a great encouragement and just kind of litmus test, like to check your own heart as you're doing ministry. Right. Um, and desiring to be the hands and feet of Christ. Right. Yeah. Always don't think, oh, that's a great passage. I hope the person next to me heard it. It's like, okay, yeah, what yeah. does this say to me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much sure. for stepping in Glad this morning. Yeah. Glad to have you. And we appreciate you joining us. And yeah. again, really would love if you um, haven't joined us yet for the first time in person and you've been watching online, we would love to meet you. And so we would really encourage you. I would encourage you 
to come to either Good Friday on Thursday, Good Friday on Friday, and join us for Easter. It's just yeah. an incredible time. I mean, it's it's everything for our faith. It's it the is. cornerstone of our faith that we get to celebrate that Christ is risen, and yeah. we get to do it as a community, and it's going to be an amazing time. So yeah. we'd really invite you to come. We'd love to meet you. And so thanks for joining us this morning and appreciate your questions. Thank you.